Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Seven Under Golf podcast hosted by Megs and Mitch. Today, we're here with a guest that my brother and I have been following for a good time now, and we really enjoy what he's been doing in the golf world. It's something quite different to your typical social golfer. Steve Dent from Bump and Roll, welcome to the show. It's great to have you, and we're really excited to find out more about Bump and Roll, along with getting to hear some of your stories and experiences you've encountered whilst traveling the globe and playing golf. Hey, good morning, Mitch. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, really excited to be on the show. I've, I've heard, a, heard a, a few of you guys' podcasts, and um, it's, a, it's an exciting project that you guys are on. Cool, wonderful. So I think let's definitely, I think we should jump right um, back to the beginning of Bump and Roll today. Uh, but before we begin, do you want to let listeners know what exactly is Bump and Roll? Sure. So, um, I mean, Bump and Roll is a project kind of born out of, uh, firstly, my passion for golf. Um, and secondly, I'd say my uh, my support of a few YouTube channels um, over in the States and around the world. Um, when you look at the South African kind of golfing landscape, there's, there's no real content creators. Um, there's nobody kind of hyping the game in the way that it needs to be um, hyped and, and showing, honestly, some, some of the best golf in the world. Um, that's right on our doorstep in South Africa. So, I thought, uh, why not take the bull by the horns and, and try and shine the game in the best light possible, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And That's I mean, like you said, South Africa, it, it, it's a phenomenal country for golf. We've got such beautiful golf courses. And I think the, the population really takes to golf quite well. Um, my brother and I are recently moving over to Portugal. It's something that we're quickly finding out that not a lot of people golf yet. Seen as a very luxury and prestige sport, whereas... It's not necessarily just that. Golf is, uh, it's for anyone. I mean, all, all are welcome to golf. It, it should be anyone who is able to, to just pick up a club, go out there, have a, a good time. And I definitely think Bump and Roll represents that really nicely. Yeah, thank you. I mean, uh, I mean I've been fortunate enough to play golf in a few different countries in the last couple of years. And honestly, I can say that um, it's really accessible in South Africa the quality of golf courses is unparalleled. Um, and the, I mean, the price that you're paying to play, to play a round of golf um, is nowhere near what you're paying out here in the United States or even where you guys are in Portugal, you know? Um, like you say, it's, there's a bit of a barrier to entry um, around the rest of the world. And, and it's just so easy to get it going in South Africa. So we have a job to do to continue to grow the game. And, and yeah. Awesome. No, well, I mean, You've now got a few episodes out of Bump and Roll. And from an outsider perspective, I mean, it seems like it's going really well. It's going according to plan. Where did the, so you, you mentioned the, or you, you kind of, you took a bit of um, inspiration, let's say, from, from watching other YouTubers and, and trying to make really cool content about golf. When necessarily did the idea spark that this is something you want to do? And I mean, what were the processes getting Bump and Roll running and and so successfully running well i mean um you mentioned that you you guys hit up the the random golf club chapter in portugal and and i'm sure you can see from my videos that eric anders lang is somewhat of a hero to me and and very much an inspiration to the way that that i uh like to put put our brand together you know it is just a start but that was a really good starting point I love what Eric is doing with their brand and the way he's bringing communities together um, and so yeah I, I thought as I said there's just a gap in South Africa and um, so yeah we recruited the likes of an extremely talented videographer named Josh Madrovic shout out to Josh he is unbelievable um, and he's just made it so easy for me to not really have to do anything besides enjoy my time on the course and, um, and just gather guests who I think kind of uh, have the spirit of the game, that, you know, that, that I want to identify with. Um, we always make a point of having as much fun as possible and being as loose as possible on the course. Um, I'm sure you guys know that's how you play your best golf. No, absolutely. Um, so yeah, it's, it's kind of been a natural progression. Um, 
and fortunately I have a job uh, where I've been able to put quite a bit of time into this new project, you know, and it's gathering steam um, day by day. No, so we've awesome. got some exciting things on the horizon, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, and that's actually, it, it was something I wanted to ask you because, I mean, playing golf in South Africa is one thing, but playing golf all over the world, it I think we can all agree it definitely becomes quite an expensive sport to play, um, especially when you, you're constantly playing week in and week out. Uh, so I wanted to ask, what, what sort of hobbies do you have to do to, to kind of bring in an additional income, or, or is it just bump and roll that you focus on? Um, well, well, I work on, on the yachts over in the US, and so it's, I'm very fortunate that it is a job um, which allows me to kind of enter into these other projects, you know, and I can kind of save some money on the side and, and put that into bump and roll. And I'd say that that's kind of one of the reasons why it's, it's, uh, it's done well in right from the start, because I've, uh, I've taken the time and the money to ensure the quality of the project. You know, I really wanted people to, to, uh, w be watching a video that they want to watch. You know, I didn't want it to seem like I was just a guy with a camera trying to learn editing and try trying to film myself. You know, we really did it um, as best as possible. So that does take resources, and and fortunately we have those resources at the moment. So it's been great. It's been so much fun. Cool. No, wonderful. And I mean, yeah, I think you you hit the nail on the head right there you 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 from the start you you've really had it as almost like a professional business i would say where it's it's, it's not just like you mentioned someone trying to learn their editing skills and you just you're walking on the golf course you've got a friend behind you trying to record get some cool shots that you've actually built a bit of a team around you yeah absolutely and and uh, right from the start we were able to tap into you know our kind of familiarity with some extremely influential uh, faces in the South African golf game. Jeff Claus, who's the director of golf at, uh, at uh, St. Francis Lynx, opened, opened his doors to us and, and honestly showed us some of the best hospitality we've ever experienced. And then guys like Damon de Villiers, who's the director at Glendower, you know, they were only too happy to have us and, and to help us start these projects. So... Um, that's definitely made it a lot easier for us. Cool. No, and I, and I mean, you mentioned Damon there. Uh, something I did want to say, I think so far, my favorite episode of Bump and Roll definitely has to be when you played at Glendower. Um, I, I think you did a great job taking it back in time. You brought out the Hickory Golf. Uh, I really had a big interest in watching that episode, probably watched it two, three times over, over. Um, how, how was that experience? I mean, it, it really looked like it was something cool to do. Uh, I would imagine not necessarily too easy playing the Hickory Golf and, and with all those shafts and that. Um, what, what was that about? How did it go? So, I mean, right from the start, as I said, Damon, Damon was amazing. They had signage out for us on the golf carts. They, they, they catered to us. Whatever we needed, you know, was ours. They blocked out three groups ahead and behind, of, uh, behind us. So we could really take our time to enjoy the course and look around and, you know, um, that was a really special episode because um, Mark Usendorf is, is uh, one of my very good friends growing up and, and him and his girlfriend were, were on that episode with us. Um, that was, it was really special to play with them, you know, and Mark is such a talented golfer. Um, I think he, he bogeyed 18 for a round of 70 there. Um, wow. And the guy, the guy barely picks up a golf club you know, he's, he's a hard worker. So that was special. And, and, uh, with regards to the Hickory clubs, um, I mean, that's what can you say about it? An experience like that, Glendower as a whole, as well as the Hickory clubs, just, it, it almost made us feel like we were going back in time. <laughs> um, they are difficult to hit. Um, you, you tee the ball up on a little, a little, I'd say like pile of sand. Um, but luckily for me, I'm, I don't swing the club the fastest, but my swing's quite smooth. So uh, it kind of lent itself to my game. And I really enjoyed it. They weren't, they weren't super difficult to hit. Oh, wonderful. And I mean, I can imagine, yeah, well, well firstly, the, the slow swing is going to help. Uh, I, I can also sort of just picture 
when you're going out there, you mentioned your your friend shot uh, a bogey on the 18th hole to get a 70. That that I, I would imagine, like you said in the beginning, it's all basically because of the environment you've put yourself in. You've made it really casual. It's nothing too serious. No one's focusing on score. And I think from 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 a golfer when I play. That's generally when I get the the best score on the scorecard by by really not worrying about it. You're just going out there. You you're doing what you sort of know you can do. And I mean, putting yourself in that situation, you've got hickory clubs. You already know in your head it's not going to be as easy. Um, were, were there no clubs broken? Nothing like that. No clubs broken. Uh, only smiles, laughter, <laughs> and uh, I think I think we actually because we only played one hole with the hickory clubs i think mike made a par and i made a bogey it was the it was a long par five i think it's the 12th um if you know glendower but yeah it was just the one hole so not enough time to break any clubs <laughs> i wonder if, I, if i'm thinking correctly the 12th hole is that one you tee off it's like over the little piece of river and then you head down sort of towards uh the main road there that could be it I could be mistaken, but that could be it. So. Okay, no wonder. I've played a lot of golf since then, so. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, that episode it did come out a while ago, um, and I mean, after then, yeah, following you, uh, I would say it, it, it's pretty much from the start when when we saw what you were doing, we we straight away. I mean, you mentioned Eric Anders Lang, we someone we've also really loved what he does, and we saw you doing it, and we thought, wow, someone from South Africa is actually you're taking it a step above. You're not just doing your typical golf and all of that. Um, but one of my major highlights, I would say, is definitely the fact that you got to play TPC Sawgrass. Uh, that is bucket list for probably 80, 90% of golfers in the world. How did that come about? How did you range that? And, and what was the experience playing TPC Sawgrass? Oh, man, that, that was an absolute dream come true for me. Um, Never in my wildest dreams did I think that I would ever be able to play a course like that, let alone, you know, be, be here where the PGA Tour um, is and where the players live, you know. Um, it was a spontaneous trip. Um, we just decided, let's play a course where we'll never, ever play again. And uh, let's see what it's about, you know, because you, you watch... You watch these tournaments day in or every week on the tour and you kind of wonder you know what are the courses like what are the people like and um and yeah so we drove four hours north up to to near near jacksonville in florida here and um yeah from from the get-go walking into the doors it's a special place man it's there's old clubs that that players have left lee trevino phil mickelson adam scott so you, you can literally touch their clubs. Tiger Woods' wedge is there. There's photographs all over the place. And, and it's, it's really special. As far as the course was concerned, um, I don't think I've ever been as nervous over a tee shot as I was on the first hole there. Um, it's a tight course. The greens are way smaller than they look on TV. And it's just, it's more than a round of golf, you know. Watching JT... Uh, take it home last year kind of snap almost snap hooking a five wood into the water on 18 um, you know playing that very same hole for me was was something that I could never ever have even dreamed of yeah no no I mean it must have been such a magical experience and like you said you walk in you there's players like Tiger Woods Justin Rose Phil Mickelson's clubs that you you can just go touch. You can you, you can really like see, feel, touch. It's not just watching it on TV. It's very different. Um, something I've noticed yeah. a lot with the pros is they say though every now and then these, these TPC courses, they get a little bit boring because it's almost very much similar. But from someone like like yourself, like myself, we we don't get to experience something like that. I think it's it's absolutely phenomenal to have an opportunity to go out there. Uh, we 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 very used to playing. I mean, in South Africa, there's there's your Glendowers, Royals, courses like Ibotsies. But I I would imagine they don't compare to TPC Sawgrass from a perspective of the the club service and all of that. The way the fairways, greens, how they all are, the condition of them. It it must have been absolutely awesome. When you you did play TPC Sawgrass, what was your major highlight from that day? Um. Well, I, let me preface this by just saying. 
I'm a huge advocate for South African golf. Like, uh, yes, TPC Sawgrass is incredible. And that's just because of the sheer magnitude. You know, it's a Pete Dye design. Like, playing a Pete Dye course is a different experience. There's, there's not really a lot that comes close to, to that. Um, but I'd say that South African courses, man, we have it really good. I haven't played Ibotsi, I haven't played Royal Joburg yet, but when we speak about courses like where I'm from along the coast, you know, the pinnacle points, the, the, the Samolas, the, the fan court links, like those courses are, are right up there, you know. Um, my highlight from, from Sawgrass would definitely obviously be the 17th. You know, the island green, that is the shot that everybody dreams of playing. We see it on a Sunday at the players. Um, also another just adrenaline pumping shot. Um, we played it from the tips and we played it to a Sunday pin, which was unreal. Uh, I think we had a hundred, I had 128 meters on the head. Um, and yeah, it's, it's nothing like you see on TV, which is, which is cool and also you you gain a respect for the way those guys play golf um, and the shots that they have to pull off considering that those greens are running a lot quicker too for the tournaments you know so it had to be 17 making my par that was a that was my my biggest smile for the day no wonderful and I mean you, you I, I like the way you said that they had almost playing a course like that it really actually gives you a better perspective of of how hard these courses are and how good the professionals actually are to I mean put one on that green they can either stick it or they're rolling it back to the pin there's there's so much that they do and for for someone who who doesn't play a lot of golf in that they look and it's oh it's not too hard that it's nothing too serious but when you actually get in your shoes you go there onto that 17th tee box and you're looking at the green thinking where am I going to play from here? What is going to happen? Um, I, mean, I think that's just such a phenomenal experience. Uh, but you mentioned you, you obviously grew up in the, the coast of South Africa, and I've seen quite a few times you, you've played the little the garden route. Um, what, what, what is that like? Because, I mean, like you mentioned South Africa has great courses, and I definitely think as South Africans, we, we really underrate our own golf courses because we haven't necessarily experienced a whole lot of them we think, hey, South Africa, it's nice, but based on like the country's economy and all of that, the courses can't be great. But in the meantime, they're beautiful golf courses from the scenery to, to absolutely how they're rolling on greens, the fairways, all of that. Um, what, what, what would you say is, is one of your best coast courses? You know, I, I really, this is biased. I, I, I am biased, but, you know, my home course is Humid Links. And uh, Humid Links prides itself as the only true links in Africa. And uh, I know the Joburg boys and girls might disagree, but Coastal Golf for me is the one. There's, there's two different styles of golf in South Africa. You play, you can play up in Joburg and, and you've got the guys hitting the ball really high and, and you know, really trying to bomb the pins. And then you've got coast, Coastal Golf, like very mountainous, um, a lot of landing the ball short and trying to run it up. Um, so I would say Humid Links is, is the one for me. Um, it's not as pristine as a Parklands course. You know, it's not every blade of grass is clipped. Um, it's a little bit more, uh, I mean, nature plays a little bit more of a role there. But yeah, I mean, uh, Humid Links has got to be the course for me. And uh, yeah. No, it awesome. just has my heart. <laughs> no, wonderful. And I mean, you, you, you've just mentioned now that uh, the nature plays quite a big role in that. I, I, I'm definitely a sucker for, for golf courses that have a lot of nature around. One of my, my best experiences was going down to, to Elements Private Golf Reserve and you hit your tee shots and all of a sudden there's a whole lot of buck running across the fairway. I, I, I really enjoy that sort of stuff because it's not just playing golf and that, but it's really just enjoying your environment. You you indulge in what's around you. It, it makes you almost, um, what, what's the word I'm looking for? You almost like you interact with, with the guys you're playing with a little bit better. It's not so competitive and I need to beat him on this hole and, and get my score lower. It's you really just, you're out there, you're having a good time. And 
I mean, I, I definitely, from what you're saying, I would imagine then the coastal golf is, is a little bit similar to that where you're not necessarily just trying to bomb um, onto the greens and all of that stuff. You, you've actually got to play a little bit more strategic, but in a way where you're still having a lot of fun. And, and it's not just you, you're on the green for two, but you're trying to run it up onto the green. It, I, I would imagine, makes you actually quite a good golfer having to, to sort of play that way. Yeah, and I mean, we have to remember that at the end of the day, we are not on the Sunshine Tour. You know, we're not tour players. We're not making money playing the game. We're playing the game for the love of it, you know, and, and it's important that you enjoy the experience. Like, take the time to look around. Forget about your, forget about your, the shot in front of you for a minute. You know, it, it, it all just, it's more about an experience. And that's what I try to show with my videos is, it's not super, super golf centric. You know, I don't really show you my scores at the time. I don't really show you every single shot. What we're trying to do is, is generate an all encompassing experience and show people that when you go to these courses, you will be looked after and you will inevitably just have fun. You know, that's the name of the game at the end of the day for social golfers like us. Absolutely. And and I mean, yeah, the way you, I, I really like how you, you've portrayed your videos, the way you guys put them together, because it's not just showing you on the tee box part three and you're sticking it next to the pin, but it's showing you having a good time and, and, and you're really enjoying yourself out there, which as social golfers, that's all we're doing. We're out there to have a lot of fun and enjoy ourselves. Um, you mentioned exactly, we're not pros and I think we all wish that we were and we could all be paid to just go out and play golf because we'd all do it every single day. But unfortunately, it's not the case. So we're actually, yeah, exactly, going out, having a good time. Um, and, and I think it's, it's wonderful the way you guys put the videos together. Is, is, is that someone specific that does that for you? Or is, do you have quite a bit of an input when those videos are being um, it, well, in production process? So um, we're in a transition period right now. Um, because when we started the project, we were at home and, and uh, we weren't over here in the US. So we've had to kind of gear up over the last few months. We haven't really released any videos because we're transitioning. So um, yesterday was our first shoot again without our videographer, Josh Madrovic. He's been so pivotal to the launching of the project. And as we mentioned earlier, he, he was really the differentiating factor in gaining momentum early you know with his high quality um video and editing and things like that but from here on um you know i'm gonna try and take more of a an autonomous approach you know if if, if i'm running out to a course here in florida and i want to show you guys i'm going to be doing more more and more on my own and and uh, with my girlfriend who's who's often on the cameras so you know if i if i am traveling there has to be a way for me to continue this project and it's something that's so close to my heart and I really have taken a liking to to just being creative um, and that's a big part of this project for me too so so yeah from here on out it's it's Josh will work with us on some projects but a lot of the the videos are going to be more Brian Brothers style um, and yeah I think it's cool I think it's important to to also you know, show courses around the world and not just in South Africa. So we're going to just film as much as we can over the next few months, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, I think it, absolutely. It's definitely still something that most people that haven't heard of Bump and Roll, they need to get aboard and, and start watching some of these videos, especially the fact you, you moved from South Africa over to, to America um, I was going to ask, was that specifically for bump and roll? And then you, you mentioned that you're working on, on the yachts and all of that. Uh, I, I can imagine that's played the big factor because now it's all of a sudden, you're not just focusing on South Africa, but it's, it's actually kind of opened you up to the whole world. And now it's people from, from all over the world, they're watching. And I, I would imagine if they, they're anything like me, they're going to really be enjoying what they're watching and what they're seeing. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Appreciate what, that. what what would you say is one of your your most exciting episodes where you kind of got out there and and you really just it was a laid back round. Um, you you really just had a good time. I would still have to say um, 
I believe it was episode two, the St. Francis Lynx episode. Um, that particular group of, of mates that we have, Jacques de Kock, Lindsay Simons, and Sterling Ulifi, they're, they're probably my funniest kind of, they are my funniest friends. And so <laughs> that was a laugh a minute. Um, there, there's a lot of like B-roll that doesn't make the videos. And, uh, and so what we'll do is at the end of maybe the 10th episode or something, we'll, we'll kind of gather some of that B-roll and, and throw it all together and, and show you guys what actually happens behind the scenes. Because um, it's not all, you know, you can kind of forget that the camera's there sometimes. And that's, the, that's when the magic happens, you know. You kind of stop worrying about the camera and just have fun. So St. Francis Links, I would say, was, was the one, was the funniest episode and the most enjoyable you know, I'm not sure if you've played that course, but if you haven't, do yourself a favor. No, I think, yeah, it's definitely as soon as I am back in South Africa, I think I need to take myself to go play a little bit more coastal golf because it's sounding like a lot of fun. Um, and I mean, you mentioned St. Francis Links. I don't know if it is because you're a coastal boy and it's a little bit biased, but from what I've seen on, on social media and all of that, it really is a great experience for for anyone, someone who who's just getting started with golf or someone who, who's been playing golf for many years and they, they're going out with their friends. And, and from, from Joburg, it would almost be a little bit more of like a boys tour that we're arranging to go out, we're playing. Um, and, and I think that's just wonderful. The fact that it, it, you, you're out there, you've got your drinks, you've got some beers and that. And, and that's what golf is, is mainly about. And in South Africa, really, I, I, I specifically think since the, the end of the, well, not the end of the pandemic, but since it sort of started easing in South Africa, and the level started coming down, I definitely think golf is growing rapidly. Um, it's almost everyone I know now has, has decided they're picking up a golf club and whether it be they're hitting on the range or it's mainly heading to a course and drinking a whole lot of alcohol and the, the second nine, they, they don't even know what they're doing anymore, but they just know they're having a really cool time. They're on the golf course. Um, and, and, and something obviously though, working with with random golf club we we really take a lot of pride in in looking after golf courses and and not just necessarily getting too drunk and then you you're taking big divots out of the ground and you just walk off after but fixing divots that weren't even yours and, and pitch repairs all of that sort of stuff um but i've seen a lot on your your social media you guys do a lot of giveaways for anyone listening how how would they be able to get involved in these giveaways where where can they find a little bit more about bump and roll so it's funny you ask that we, we're right in the middle of of launching a, a website um that will be be going on in the next couple of months uh, we feel that it's got to the point now where um once the videos the momentum of the videos starts starts uh, ramping up again um we'll have a website we, we're going to do some some merch um we we have plans to you know kind of grow in a multifaceted way um, and i really am a fan of taking the whole community with with us you know so we have guys like frank blues at drop zone golf we have uh we have live golf neil herman we have uh obviously usendorf goes pro we have all of these social accounts in south africa who are trying to create some growth um and so we are going to kind of centralize all of our things into a website and and uh, for the moment, it's 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 just the YouTube and the the Instagram uh, pages, but yeah, you know, it's it's a project which is uh, is gathering steam, and and we haven't uh, we haven't built the website outright from the start, but but that's coming. And uh, the more support that all of our videos receive, and the more hype that is created by the project, you know, we're we're slowly taking the decisions to to ramp it up and so that will be happening very soon oh wonderful and i mean i i guess you you, you had to start somewhere and i mean you've already started with with getting a good team around you and so the websites it, it's definitely something that can i think come in yeah in the future it, it didn't necessarily need to be there right from the start but i do think it's going to be wonderful to have something like that it's going to be a lot easier for people i would say to from all over the world to start finding you and, and watching a little bit more um, where, where, when you, you start doing all these episodes and that, where does the inspiration come to, to make these specific videos? Cause I really like you, you've, how you've gone by each episode's almost got its own theme. 
where does where does that come into play well i mean selecting the courses is is a uh, is an easy thing you know there's so many good courses to choose from but usually it's from uh somebody contacting me um damon contacted me from glendower which i was i was very excited about you know it means that the project is gathering steam um and then just some of my favorite courses as i've mentioned the garden root courses um that's how we choose the projects and then and then i don't really decide on a theme until i get a feel for how the day goes you know mm. um no no and i really like fortunate to sorry yeah go oh, ahead. no no go go for it sorry <laughs> No, no, just we've been fortunate to have like good, good golfers and, and things in every project. And so it's been easy. The golf's flowed so nicely and, and you kind of, you get a narrative for the day and that's, that's how we go with it. You know, it's part of the creative process it kind of just comes to you. Um, mm. If you're forcing it, you're doing it wrong. Absolutely. And I'll, I would imagine when you say forcing it, it's almost also, you can't necessarily plan a round of golf because as you're out there it's just going to sort of happen um and, and i really like how you, know, you get to the golf club and and from there the theme almost just comes from how the round's kind of going it's it's not we have to specifically we need to do this this and that to make this video but it's you you go out there you have your fun and when you come back i would imagine to the computer or something like that it's okay now let's sort of put this into a nice little video and, and what I really like is they're not necessarily too long or anything. So it's really easy to keep your full attention on the video. I've seen a lot of people trying to do this, but I mean, they, they go on for two, three hours and you can't watch a full, full round of golf like that unless you're watching a professional golfer. And even that, it's not just watching one golfer. It's keep switching between the golfers. So I think the way you guys have done it, the, the format you've sort of done it, it's really working and it's definitely, it's going to keep growing. I mean, if you've already got people from, from Glendower golf club, that's a, it's an incredible course in South Africa. Most South Africans living in the country, they know about that club. Um, there's been some great tournaments there, some even better golf players over there before. Um, something that I've noticed a lot, and I don't know if it was sort of because of the Glendower episode, but you guys really like you, you. It seems like you like your your Masters week quite a bit at Bump and Roll. It's it's very difficult not to like the Masters. You know, that's the pinnacle of the sport. I mean, we've just seen the Ryder Cup, and that was absolutely unforgettable. Um, but other than that, man, the Masters is is just something that every single golfer who's ever watched a round of golf knows about and if you've seen even just highlights it's something that everyone aspires to you know just even to to visit the grounds like i was listening to your og molefe uh, episode yesterday and how he was describing you know being at the masters and and how jt paid for his coke you know like that's that's enough for me to kind of call it quits man <laughs> that's bucket list stuff so the Masters, you know, it just holds so much. It's the same as playing Sawgrass. It's it's about the history, the whatever's come before you. And and hopefully one day I'll be able to visit the Masters. Let's see how we go. Yeah, well, I, I'm sure you eventually, because it's, I mean, bump and roll's growing quite a bit. I would love to see an episode at the Masters, I mean, at Augusta, because uh, it is, I, I, from what I can imagine, the second you step foot on that ground, you just get this presence of, of all the history and all the excitement that goes on there. It's, you, you mentioned everyone that likes golf. It's, it's like the pinnacle of golf. I mean, if you don't know the masters, you don't really know too much about golf. Um, what has been your, your favorite year of the masters and, and who won it that year? It's gotta be Tiger's comeback. It's, I mean, I know this is when you ask people this question, it's the most common question or answer that you'll get, but it's got to be Tiger's comeback. You know, he is, he's just fantastic. You know, he lives just up the road here, which is quite a cool, a cool thing. But Tiger Woods represents everything about golf that I love. You know, he's cool. He's composed. He's, he's the best in the world. He's the best to ever do it, in my opinion. And so his comeback was a real special moment for me. Um, you know, many people never thought he would come back from what he went through, you know, and 
with all of his physical injuries and things like that, it seemed like a bleak, a bleak future for his golf. And, and he did it one more time. Now, whether he'll do it again, I'm not so sure. But that was special. Has to be, has to be Tiger's comeback. No, wonderful. And I, I definitely, I've still got a lot of hope that he is going to do it one more time. Um, like you mentioned, he, he's the greatest of the greats. I don't think you, you, you can compare quite a bit to him, but when you compare them, they're still very far apart. Um, just the way he, he's gone about his golf and that the records that he's broken, uh, I kind of see like, I love Cristiano Ronaldo for soccer. I think every time he steps on the field, he's breaking a record. And for Tiger Woods, it's the exact same in golf. He's, He's constantly breaking records and it's so unfortunate at the moment that he he's not around. He's not playing much golf, but I definitely, even if, I mean, he comes back and he's not winning masters and all of that, I think just to have him on the course is such a great thing to watch. And I really can't wait for that day to come again. Um, what, what I wanted to ask was you, you've had the opportunity to play some stunning courses and you've, you've really had some awesome experiences above and beyond most golfers, uh, I would say, in the world, probably. What would you consider the best course and best, best experience so far, whether it being South Africa or, or in America, or, or where would you really like to go in the world and play some golf? Well, you know, it's, it's quite cool being up here in Florida because, like, for example, the day after the Ryder Cup, less than three miles away from me, you have JT, Daniel Berger, Patrick Cantlay all landing over here in their planes and, and driving right past my marina to get back to their homes, you know? So this is a special place to play golf. Um, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that, that uh, the U S is the, well, I wouldn't say that it's the easiest place to play great courses because of the, the concept of private versus public. So you, you can't really get out onto private courses unless you are playing with a member or you are a member. Um, so again, I always, come, I always come back to South Africa and to the accessibility of those courses and also the value for money. You're paying pennies to play the best courses, you know. I definitely think that it's got to be something like, like a Pinnacle Point or a Samola. You know, I'm, I'm a, a fan of the ocean and the hills and the mountains. And so... Yeah, Jamie, Jamie Kitzman at, over at Samola does a fantastic job running that place. And that course is amazing. Um, I played it during the episode with a, a good friend of mine, Drew Matthews, who grew up there. And I had never, I had never even broken 80 there. And, and in the episode, I think I shot 74 at Samola. So that was, that was one of my better rounds and, and uh, an absolutely phenomenal course. Yeah, no, no, I really like how you, you, you said it's basically you're paying pennies to and the value for money in South Africa for golf is it's ridiculous. I mean, I used to when I was living in South Africa, I would think, geez, can't believe I have to go lay down so much money again to to play a Royal to play a Gendau or even any Botsi and that. And, and the second you head overseas, you actually realize like, whoa, I took all of that for granted. I should have played golf every single day while I was there because overseas in Europe, in America, it's something very, very expensive to do. You can't just play golf the way you do in South Africa, um, which yeah. is a pity, but I think that for, for South Africans, it's absolutely awesome because we need to take advantage of this and we need to play as much golf as we can. You mentioned you, you're really trying to also grow the game in South Africa. Um, what sort of approach has Bump and Roll taken to, to assist with growing the game? Um, well, you know, something about the game in South Africa, which is kind of irking me, I, I hate to sound negative, but I feel like the socials, the social media surrounding the professional game and the PGA, for example, I don't mean to call anyone out, but it's not, it's not good enough. You know, you look at the PGA to a uh, like pages and, and channels and the content that they are pushing out makes you crave the game and it makes you, it makes you idolize the players, right? And, and I bet you that you can name at least 60% of the players that you see on tour every week. With the Sunshine Tour, these guys are 
professionals. They're the best at what they do, you know, and, and yet I probably couldn't name 30% of the tour players. And so part of what I want to do with bump and roll is, is kind of just spread awareness, you know, and, and when I say grow the game, yes, on a grassroots level, that's amazing. Get kids into the game and, and, you know, inspire the youngsters with the videos, uh, make it, make it seem cool, you know, like, like random golf club does so well, but then also shine a light on the professional game. So I'd like to start doing some podcasts and some, some videos with uh, some of the tour players, you know, and, and just grow the game as a whole. You know, if, if the kids can aspire to the prof professional game, that's a good enough uh, way to start growing the game. Yeah. Yeah. Turn I mean these guys into household names, you know, Absolutely. And I mean, you mentioned, yeah, uh, we were, most people probably can't even name 30% of the players on the Sunshine Tour. And it's a big pity because professional golfers from South Africa, we have a lot of talent. And I know we've spoken about this in, in a few previous episodes. Um, one of our, our videos actually coming in the coming week is with Jacques Blau. And I mean, just hearing his stories and that, it's, I, I think it's, it's absolutely incredible the amount of talent that South Africa has related to golf. And it's a pity that the Sunshine Tour in specific, it, it, it's really seen almost like, I, I don't even know what to say. It's almost like a B-League to the, the Challenge Tour, the European Tour, and then onto the, uh, the PGA Tour. But seeing um, or speaking to someone like Jacques and then after that, we're actually fortunate enough uh, to go to the Portugal Open and, and actually watch him perform. And in the three ball just behind him, we had uh, JC Ritchie. And I mean, absolutely incredible, incredible golfer. Looking for premium golf equipment and accessories? This podcast is proudly sponsored by 4Golf, South Africa's newest premium golf brand. Head over to the Instagram or Facebook page at www.4golf.co.za to find out more. Let's not waste any time. Dive right in. They've made it easier than ever. Be sure to use the 7 Under Golf Podcast promo code to get your 10% discount on your first orders. Links will be in the description below just do yourself a favor actually and go and watch some of this content because it is fantastic and i mean for 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 a south african i absolutely love it so i mean yeah you've mentioned how then bump and roll how you guys are growing the game from your side um and, and i mean then just apart from bump and roll talking now about you and, and your experience in golf something we, we always ask all our guests on the show, do you remember your, your first ever birdie playing golf? You know what? It's a difficult one for me. Um, I never really had a clean entry into the game. I, I remember kind of dabbling here and there. I've played sports all my life and I've played many sports. Um, and so I've, you know, I would go through phases where I would dabble in, in sports and then um yeah i mean as i mentioned earlier mark usendorf who's a, a very close friend of mine kind of his dad has always been in the game and and he's grown up with a golf club in his hands and i'd have to say it was with him you know and we got to a point where i played played in university and never looked back so yeah i'm sure it took a while to get the first birdie but yeah, but uh, yeah, I can't say that I remember it uh, vividly. Cool, no, awesome, and and I mean, you, you you've just said now you played a lot of sports growing up, and I know right in the beginning you mentioned that you have a crazy um obsession and passion for golf. When when did you sort of realize uh, at what age? I know you said now in university. What sort of age did you realize like this is a sport I really really enjoy? It's something I want to pursue. And, and do you still play the other sports or have you more just focused now on your golf? Um, to be honest, pursuing the game has never been an option for me. Um, I think that I, I may have started too late. Um, I started in my teens. Um, but yeah, the moment I really saw the value of the game for myself was, was kind of when I started to play competitive golf. and. 
Um, I, I set a goal in 2015 to, to make my university team and ended up doing that by some chance. And then uh, played the USA tournament, the University of, of South Africa tournament. And by some chance, we ended up winning that one. So I had no business being in that team and, and you know, it just ended up being a, an amazing week. It was at home at, at Humid Golf Course, uh, at, at the Humid Links. And that was kind of the moment where I realized like this game is special and, and it represents it represents kind of everything that you aspire to in life. You know, you, that week really was character building. I had to dig deep. I had to work for somebody other than myself, you know, play for the team. And uh, there's nothing as special as, as uh, competitive golf. And then team golf is, is just on another level. I mean, we saw it with the Ryder Cup, you know, a couple of weeks ago. It's, it's unparalleled as far as team sports go. And I mean, um, you, you, sorry, you've just mentioned uh, the Ryder Cup a few weeks back. Who were, who were you expecting to win? Were living in America, were you supporting America? You know what? I, I was a huge Europe fan. Um, I'm, I'm a fan of Ian Poulter as a character in the Ryder Cup. And uh, I'm a fan of Lee Westwood. I'm a fan of, you know, the veterans from the European side. I'm, I'm, I'm on the John Rahm train. But, you know, I, so I was, I was supporting Europe, but you, you had to kind of acknowledge the, 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 I guess, world ranking of the US team. Those guys were, you know, some of the best players in the world. And I didn't think it would be the landslide that it was, um, especially with like Scotty Scheffler beating John Rahm. And, you know, that, that wasn't supposed to happen, but it happened. And, uh, I'm happy for it. I just hope I get to see some of the guys over here and give them a little fist pump. <laughs> yeah, no, and I mean, you mentioned you just after that, you saw a lot of them getting on their private jets there by your marina. Um, what was like the atmosphere like? Because huh? golf is, it's a really big sport in America. And I mean, I, from, from what I understand, the Americans, they really take it to heart, their golf there. Uh, did, you, did you go out celebrating or, or what? Um, to be very honest with you, I didn't. Um, I, I was on watch. I was watching the boat on that day, so <laughs> I got to to watch on the in the comfort of of my own space. Um, but yeah, the game is huge over here. You know, it's uh, it's really well supported, and um, this is Florida. So what happens is people come here to retire and they spend the winters here. And so like. The courses are always busy, um, but you know there's so much going on in the way of sports. If it's not golf, it's it's American football or it's boxing or it's UFC, and so it's tough to sift out the golf fans um, if you're out, for example, because there's just 150 screens in every pub, so you don't really know who's watching what. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I would imagine they're almost like all kind of just got the on all the TV screens. They they're, they're watching That's a little it. bit of it all. Um, That's but something I, I would say then separating America from from South African golf is America definitely has the the biggest sponsors and a lot more resources that go into the game of golf. And from my perspective, I would say that's also a big part of why the PGA Tour is such a big tournament as opposed to the Sunshine Tour. If if you just compare winning on Sunshine Tour or, or winning on PGA Tour, the the prize money, it's you, you can't compare it. It's like putting Tiger Woods to, to I don't even know who at the moment, pro probably to myself, because yeah. it's it's yeah. a really big difference. Um, but another yeah. thing we we love asking our guests on the show, if you were to ever shoot seven under par, what golf course would it be at and who would be in that four ball? It's definitely got to be Augusta if I'm shooting seven under par. I would love to play with Max Homer. I think he's a fantastic character and uh, an immense golfer. Um, I'd probably have Max Homer, Tiger, and then uh, maybe Ian Poulter just for laughs. Okay. No, I'd really, what I like about you is 
you're not just a typical golfer and you you're jumping straight to coming from South Africa. I want to play with an Ernie Els or a Gary player, or I think like most people in the world, it's Tiger Woods. But the fact that you've added Max Homer and Ian Poulter, mainly just because of their character, I think that that really speaks a lot actually just for yourself and, and showing your sort of character. You're not just wanting to be surrounded by the absolute best, but you want to play golf to really have a good time. Um, I mean, that's, shooting that's up it. seven under par, I think for, for any social golfer, that's something incredible and, and a dream. But I can tell you, I'm, I'm, away, I'm away off seven under. So we'll keep yeah. that one on the back burner for the, back burner for the next couple of years. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. But I, I would imagine with this bump and roll, before you know it, it's going to come because you keep, you're putting yourself in, in a very good position to really just go out there. Um, another random golf saying is free mind, sw- free swing. And I can imagine, yeah, you, when you're out there, your mind is, you got a very free mind. You're not just thinking too much of, I need to hit this specific shot, but it's more just, I need to have a lot of fun. And again, you're not focusing on cameras or anything like you mentioned. Um, but nevertheless, it's, it's been wonderful speaking with you today. Uh, for anyone who hasn't seen Bump and Roll just yet, I would definitely, I would advise you head over to the Instagram or YouTube channel in the meantime, start watching some videos. Um, as soon as the, or you mentioned the, you guys are sort of in a transition phase. As soon as that sort of does come into like full, full effect and you guys start releasing more videos and that, I think we'd definitely love to get you back on the show. Just sort of see how Bump and Roll has kept progressing and how you guys keep growing. Um, and, and, and yeah, I mean, just again, thank you so much for, for your time and all of that. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. Uh, I absolutely love what you guys are doing. I think that the conversation needs to, to continue. I think that we need to take it upon ourselves to create hype around the game in South Africa because we can do it. And um, yeah, it's, it's been lovely talking to yourself and thanks to you and Miguel. Appreciate it. Are you looking to update your golf bag? Well, look no further. This podcast is proudly sponsored by The Golf Shop South Africa, your one-stop shop to buy, sell and trade golf equipment ranging from clubs, shafts to golf carts. Be sure to head over to thegolfshop.southafrica on Instagram to update your bag today.